Yeah, you know what time it is. It's Man Crush Wednesday. Of course, anytime I'm with my buddy, it's Man Crush Anything. My buddy, my co-host, is the owner, operator, head coach, and leader of CrossFit Fort Pierce, Tony DiGirolamo. And today we are joined by Claudia Fila. Claudia talks to us about roller derby, joining CrossFit, figuring out how she was going to have twins, healthy eating, and so much more. Claudia, Adam, and the twins have been an awesome part of our, big part of our community for a long time now, going on at least four years. Uh, It's been a great conversation with her. I love how giddy and giggly she is all the time, coming in with great energy and smiles. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. You think you know Claudia, but you have no idea. There it is. Here it comes. What I'm passionate about right now would probably be CrossFit. It kind of took over um, roller derby. That was my big passion for a while. Other than my kids, which is full on board, my passion. Um, Yeah. Taking care of them all day. (laughs) So, So with roller derby, like, and you might not be able to tell me this, but is it real? It is real. It is not your 80s derby putting on a show for the crowd and elbows and whatnot. Um, Yeah, for a while it was more fun. I mean, always real. It's always pure chaos that that happens on the track. But uh, yeah, Yeah. it is real, especially now. Now it's, yeah, very real. Okay, can you tell us like, so if I'm I'm new to roller derby, and I am, (laughs) what is roller derby? Okay, so if you've never seen... A roller derby bout. They're called bouts. Um, it is That's five awesome. versus five. Um, so you have four blockers on each team and one jammer on each team. And uh, the jammer is the point scorer. So they are going around a track. That's you, right? I am the jammer. Uh, there's, you know, we fill in. They're two minute bouts. Um, I don't know how to. So yeah. you're, going to you're going to go around the ring and, and pass the other jammer. Pass the other jammer, get through the blockers uh, legally, uh, which means no elbows, no back blocking. You're not allowed to hit on the back. Everything's hip checks, shoulder checks. Um, you're in full gear, helmets, mouth guard, knee pads, elbow. Who introduced you and how did you start doing roller derby? Um, Skate Town off Orange Avenue. I was on rollerblades and um, the owner came up, said we were starting a small league and started you know, recruiting players. So that's where it all started with Skate Town, South Florida Roller Girls back in 2008. Which is actually really funny that you start off with this because this is actually how they found CrossFit, her and Adam. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> back up. <laughs> that, that, I've got I've just so much I want to say. I mean, you would be the jamma. You are one bad mamma jamma, aren't yeah. you? That awesome. <laughs> Had you ever heard of roller derby before? No, never. In fact, when I showed up to the rink that day, I got recruited. I haven't put rollerblades on since a kid. So I just looked like, you know, Bambi on skates, just <laughs> flopping around. And uh, so, yeah, the coach, well, she wasn't the coach. She was the owner of the rink and came up and put a team together. And that's that's where it all started. This sounds either like some sort of like um, sports hero movie or like a Will Ferrell comedy, just showing up to a roller <laughs> roller rink with rollerblades and just not being able to. See. How long did roller derby last? Are you still playing? Uh, not now, due to COVID. But um, yeah, I I stopped. Well, I mean, everything just stopped. You know, what was it now? Were you, were you Seven guys months still doing ago. Bout, bouts. 
Yeah, we were. We were actually in our off season. Um, where our off season's probably like November to end of January. So yeah, we never really got back with it because of COVID. And um, yeah, still in Derby, I, I traveled to three different leagues. So it started at South Florida Roller Girls, and then um, after kids, I moved to a more competitive league in Melbourne. Stayed there for a little while and. Just kind of outgrew my team and decided to join. You were in a kids roller derby league? No, no, no. no. After, wait, what? His kids, his, oh, uh, after you had kids. Yes, after. It's uh, okay. <laughs> yes, after I had kids, I went back and, um, yeah, got okay. back with it. Were you at CrossFit Fort Pierce um, when you joined, how, how did you connect with CFFP because of, or through roller derby? Okay. So our coach, now that we're a formed league, South Florida roller girls, um, she decided we practiced three days a week and she decided, Hey, let's throw CrossFit in the mix. So she brought the whole group to our old, uh, CrossFit Fort Pierce right here, uh, where the thrift store is. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. uh, well, like 2015, I think. And, um, yeah, so we we came probably for a solid month or two, once a week, maybe like our whole team. I, I, I don't remember how long it was. Yeah, it wasn't I do that feel long. Like it was a, a good period of time where I I built a relationship with everyone. Yeah, like you and Adam and and all the other girls. There's a couple of guys that would spouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I, I would imagine there's a couple other guys that would be showing up at around that time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, everyone fell off, and Adam and I we were hooked. Like. He's never really been to a gym before, so he was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. And same with me, the, the I don't know, just being around everybody and everyone lifting weights. I've never stepped foot into a CrossFit gym, so I was like, this is awesome. And Yeah. So when you walked into the gym, had you had gym experience before? Um, other than playing around at like Planet Fitness with like my mom a few times, like a couple years ago, you know, like, no, I never really had gym experience. I would go running. Running was my thing. But as for weights or playing around. If you've ever done a running workout with her, you know, running is her thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that uh, running burpees, strength training, it's all your thing. But what you're saying to me is that you've only been doing the bulk of the strength training style stuff for five years. Maybe less. Yeah. About. Yeah. yeah. Took a little break, you know, due to uh, pregnancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quit. <but, laughs> no, no. It was like you were. You told me to watch my heart rate, and that was the big thing. And then once I found out it was twins, you were like, "Yeah, take it easy." And then I talked to my doctor, and they're like, "Don't lift over ten pounds." So I was like, "Well, this is just." Yeah. Okay. I still work out as if my doctor t- t- gave me that advice, but less <laughs> less of me and more of you. Did you always want to have twins? Is this something you were planning on your whole life? Did I always or? want to have twins. <laughs> yeah. Is that, in your, is that in your playbook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, check. You, you seem um, goal oriented. I I don't know how that <laughs> thing happened. And my mom's supposed to sit me down this weekend and give me the talk. But in the meantime. Um, how did you find out that you had to talk to me about that? That's kind of a. Um, so, yeah, we were trying to get pregnant, and um, I had no idea that twins ran in my family until after the fact that I found out. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out, like, my great-grandmother was a twin, but my mom didn't tell me that until, like, I already knew. So I didn't know I was – no, I had no idea that was even possible. possible. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, no, we were uh, – I was showing. I was probably six, six 
eight weeks and I was showing and people were like, you probably have twins. You shouldn't be showing that much. And I thought everyone was just kind of jinxing me like, yeah, okay, I have twins. Um, turns out the sonogram, they were, uh, there was only one heart heartbeat that they heard. And so I thought I was in the clear until the ultrasound. Oh, their heartbeats are even in yeah. sync. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh <laughs> I even God. asked the lady. I was like, "You only heard one, right?" Because people are making jokes. She's like, "Oh, I only heard one." Okay, they're they're even super cute in the womb. That's so <laughs> precious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the ultrasound, we decided to um, record it, and I, I haven't listened to it like in, in years. But yeah, we recorded that because I told a lady to shut up when she told me there was two, and yeah. I saw the ultrasound. And uh, yeah, that's that's how we wow. found out. Yeah. So, yeah. what type of adjustments did did that require? Being a roller derby athlete, CrossFit training, and then all of a sudden there's two babies coming into your world. What type of adjustments um, did that require? So it was like morning workouts for a while while they were young. Um, you know, so before they would even wake up, I already got my workout in, and then one or two days a week I would escape and go hit some girls on roller skates, which was like the escape I needed. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge adjustment. I, I, I kind of lost myself there with the two kids in a fog for the first year. Um, it wasn't until they were about eight months that we started coming back or I started coming back with them consistently. Um, yeah, it was a big adjustment, just figuring out how to keep everyone healthy and happy. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I want to say something. I've been, I've been trying to prepare this for, for weeks. I have to say to you, you inspire me so much as a person. And I'd like to think that I'm intense at, at times. Yeah. But what that, what that means for me is that anytime I'm inter interrupted, like if I'm in my intense zone and my kid's like, Daddy, I'm like, what? Why not? <laughs> I, I've seen you. Yeah, like after do a podcast and they're like, I'm starving. And I'm like, deal with it because I don't want to be interrupted yeah. when I'm intense. And I've, uh, I'm trained with you a little yeah. bit. That's such a funny way of saying it. I've been in the room while you've been training. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm keeping up with you, but I'm seeing your intensity and I'm hearing more about your intensity. At the same time, I've seen you as a parent and I've seen you be patient because I've seen your kids in the middle of our intense sessions be like, mom, I'm hungry. And I've seen how you react patient because it's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're hungry. And I, ad I admire that so much, your ability to be intense, but to not take that out on other people unfairly. Right. And that's us in the gym that are talking to you. That's your kids. I just think that is so neat. It's, it hasn't made me better because I haven't put that into action, but it's inspired me to want to be better. Just watching you train yeah. and watching you parent and watching you try to do both oh, awesome. at the same time. It's amazing. Well, I'm glad I can be inspiring because, you know, I, I would say you get used to it, but you don't. Um, you just mm. kind of work with it. My patience level uh, has gotten so much better. Um, just got to set that time out for yourself and that's what I've, that's what I've been doing like in the mornings. And I feel like it's helped me throughout the day to get back onto a morning routine and come here early in the morning, get my workout out of the way without the kids kind of distracting me. Uh, just got to carve that time out. So where are there some overlaps in terms of like your healthy, intense lifestyle and then your parenting? Is this something you're trying to pass on to your girls already? Is it too soon? What are some things that you're doing either to um, help model or even help teach your kids a healthy lifestyle? Um, definitely nutrition is number one. 
um, always uh, I'm super weird with plating up uh, their meals and uh, making sure that they're eating all the good stuff. And, you know, lately I've had to kind of bribe them. All right, well, if you finish all your whatever vegetables and whatnots on the plate, uh, you can have your cookie. So you know, I hate whatnots. That's my worst you, vegetables. Is whatnots. Your whatnots, whatever else is on there. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome with their nutrition. And that's, that's a huge thing. They see us eating it and there's really no other option uh, in the house. Um, so they're, they're definitely used to eating pretty good. So do you use the same snacks for them that you use for yourself? Like when you talk about there's no other option, that's really easy to say. Yeah. But harder to do. I mean, there's a functionality piece to this. that that It saves you time at some point. What do you do? What are some of these options? So when we're out and about, like whether it's the beach or at the gym, they have their fun snacks. Um, But when we're home, there's no other option. If you're hungry, there's your food on, on your plate. If you're not, don't eat it. Uh, but you're not. Don't expect to get all that junk in an hour or you know later on when you didn't finish your plate. So, and and, and when you talk about plating up things, yeah. can you say a little bit more about that? Because that sounds similar to what we were talking about. When we were talking about meal prep. Is that a similar concept? Um, yeah. Like, so their biggest thing is they like tomatoes and cucumbers. So that's that that always usually be on their plates for lunch, and then maybe like a half a sandwich that they'll share with. Um, I don't know. Avocado is a big thing with some like lime juice and hemp seeds for some reason. I just, that's what I was eating. So I was, that's, that's a part of their, their plate now. <laughs> Are you vegetarian? Uh, I went vegan back in January when everyone jumped on whole 30. Just cause, cause you had to do more. Well, no, cause it was something that was talked about in the gym and we all watched the game changers and, um, yes. We talked about it. No one, no one jumped on board and I was like, I'm going to try it. So yeah, I jumped on. I actually bought a 21 day vegan cleanse a couple years ago and did it and just kind of like hit it and along with other books and never touched it. But once it was brought up again, I was like, all right, let me go back to that cleanse. And I found it and yeah, followed, followed the book and uh, it was okay. How do you feel? I, during, well, it was a cleanse. Now I feel great, but during the cleanse and I was still working out, that was stupid. I lost muscle. I felt fatigued. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. But now that I'm learning how to incorporate more protein, more carbs, especially working out sometimes twice a day. Um, but yeah, just, I've been vegan. I actually had fish like a, uh, like a month ago, but yeah, since January. How's that? How, how does that work? It's it's covered in the Game Changers movie, which is on Netflix. It's a documentary, but the the common question I believe would be, well, so what do you do for protein? What do you do? As if it's our business, but I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what do you do for protein? Yeah, there's protein in a lot of vegetables, um, but mainly it's just like a lot of beans, which I had to adapt to. Um, but beans, nuts, seeds, um, your lentils, brown rice, quinoa. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I incorporate some tofu and tempeh here and there, but try not to make that a big source. Tofu is not bad. I, I've learned how to work with some tofu scramble with my veggies. As an athlete <laughs> with a very particular diet, and then as a parent who's trying very hard to be intentional with their diet, how important is advanced meal prep? Very important. Very important. Because as a vegan, like in my mind for for a while, it was whole food, plant-based food and try not to get the package. Oh, it's vegan, but it's junk. 
So you can be mm-hmm. a junky vegan or you can be a healthy vegan. So <laughs> you can. Like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's true. It's Oreos like, technically are vegan. It's yeah, like really. Technically, like Reese's are vegan, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I try not to know those things because, you know, it could be dangerous. I like that junky. Yeah, vegan. junky vegan. Yeah. Wow. Um, when you talk about plating up, because how much of your meals are on the go these days? Because I feel I've seen your kids eat at the gym. I mean, I'll watch them do anything. They're so cute. But I feel like you even like um, have pre-made meals and then one extra for Tony. I don't know if I'm reading that right, but how important is the kind of the, they, when you're when you're traveling? Journey, I'll stop ruining my uh, my game. No, no, I'm not criticizing. I mean, if you're oh, taking yeah. I orders, I see his jaw going when he hi girls, and he's walking away. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> stole their food. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And my kids are like slipping potato wedges to the dog. Your kids are slipping carrots to Tony. Yeah. It's kind of the same, and it's kind of different. Oh, do they? Eat? Never mind. They eat carrots. And the, and the okay, cucumbers. Cool. Yeah. They ate it all. They were breaking. They show me how they could break. Well, that's it what out. I tell them. There's no other option. So, are you hungry? Because if you're hungry, there's carrots. You know, that's like the movie Blackfish where, you know, they, they wait till the animal is hungry enough before they try to get it to have any commands. It's just kind of the same. It's kind of different. So, so what's the difference between you as the woman who walked into CrossFit Fort Pierce five years ago or so, and you, the woman who's walking in the CrossFit Fort Pierce now? Hmm. Well, a lot, uh, especially like the goal setting that I have for myself before I would just come in and I was just like, Oh, I'm going to do this weight and I'll throw that. Oh, I'm, I think I'm doing this right. You know, and just, I never really added weight on and I would just go really fast and um, not really learn technique and form. Um, that way I'm able to pick up heavier weight. So I would just kind of go. Through Why was things. that? Was it important for you? be fast or were you just not thinking about I just goals? Wasn't thinking about uh, you know what's the right way to I didn't really know you know so over time you you watch people and you do your own little research at home and you watch videos and you know um, once you start adding weight and you can feel that it's getting lighter really exciting so well your brain moves really fast yeah. your feet move really fast I think you as a person want to move really fast and I don't think you wanted to be in a position where it slowed you down mm-hmm so I think a lot of this mentality, I think that means your mentality is changing. Too. Oh, yeah. No, cause it's like you don't want to be the last one in class or what if I fail or I can't lift that up again. And, you know, you get all those thoughts and doubts going through your head and you just I learned how to go through it. <laughs> so, so is it fair to so is it fair to say that you kind of made it maybe shifted from having the goal, which was to kick this workout's ass or be first or be done to a more long-term goal towards, you know, kind of setting. Oh yeah, totally. Especially when we had like a Zen planner, because you can go back and like, okay, I did this workout at this weight. I wonder if I can bump up the weight and still get close to that time and, and just see myself kind of grow in that aspect. And, um, you know, and that way you can kind of just log your strength and your speed, you know, lifting or whatever, whatever the wad was. And you touched on this and a better podcast host would have already brought it out, but you, you had mentioned that there was some element of new struggle or even being a little discouraged or a, a different type of failure, not in a bad way, but, but working to failure. 
that happened when you shifted your goals. Can you talk about that? So when your goals became more long-term, what did that mean for your day-to-day experience? Was it more frustrating or was it? uh... Uh, Definitely frustrating. Um, You know, you should be able to pick the weight and do 10 unbroken each round. And, you know, you're like, oh, well, I don't know what weight to lift. And so you just come up with a number in your head and yeah, so you're struggling through this wad, your, your, your doubts are going through your head and you can only lift five, let's say. And, um, but why, why do it then? And I mean it in this way, because you're obviously already fit. If you're roller derbying, you're in some sort of upper echelon. You have decided that this workout time is going to be, um, a break or your time, mm-hmm. your you time, your refreshment time. So why put yourself in a position where you're dealing with doubt, where you're dealing with potential failure? If uh, there's certain things uh, th- that you do to bring you joy, why is this time involving some doubt and some failure potentially? Because uh, I think after it's it's going to bring you joy because you conquered mm those fears of whatever it was that you decided to do during that wad that, I mean, everyone has that talk before the workout, you know, to themselves, like, Oh, you're going to, you know, and you try to shift that a little bit. No, I don't know what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. All right. You're battling yourself. You have the one, the right side of your shoulder talking to the left side of your shoulder and just, you know, they're fighting it out. And um, so towards the end, that's the feeling that I think I always chase for is, is how did I feel at the end of the wad? Did I, did I listen to the right or wrong side? And then you just learn and grow from there. You are in essence, let, let me try to, this is a question I enjoy asking because I don't think there's a right answer and each person has their, their own way. What was the process like shifting how you define your goals or what was successful? I mean, in a sense, you're starting where some people want to end and mm-hmm. you're there and you could just become a faster runner. You could just continue to be a first place one year older and I want to be fast one year older. Why shift your goals to say, you know what? No, I want to struggle through this. I want to try something new. I want to try something different. For you, what was it like? What drove you? And there's like four questions right there. You could pick one to to shift your goals. I just want to hear you talk about that a little bit. Oh, what drove me to shift my goals? Well, being surrounded with a lot of people here and you see them just growing, uh, getting their first strict pull up or connecting their dubs or, uh, you know, just PRing their deadlift, you know, and it's just like, Oh, you see that face. You want to, you want to, yeah, I want that face. I want to PR my deadlift. Mm. You know, I don't know what I want to find that. And then you just search for, for a new, (laughs) for a new goal. Uh, like right now it's strict pull ups or getting 40 dubs in a row. I mean, just there, there's always just new goals and, Every day, just something. I'm loving. I'm loving that so much. We've talked on this podcast a few times before about how difficult and unfair it is to ourselves when we say, "Oh, I want those arms," or like, "Like, I, you know, I, I want this." And so to say, "No, I want that face. That face that comes with the the look of achievement and satisfaction, yeah. and struggle." And that's awesome. I mean, you know, for me, it's you know, looking at Tony going, "I want that ass." and <laughs> I want that deadlift face. Yeah, no, I know. I want deadlift. that deadlift face. I, I want that PR satisfaction face. And that's just amazing. I really appreciate that. 
Um, I asked you what the difference was between you now and you five years ago. But as somebody who's been a part of our gym community for so long, have you seen any differences between the community that was five years ago and the community as it is now? How has our community grown? Um, well, not to like talk badly about how it was, because I feel like it was always a very attractive community. Everyone wanted to be a part of it. Um, but I, I feel like everyone's just more comfortable with each other, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Like you just, everyone just seems so happy, so happy to be here and not, not feeling like clicky or, you know, anything going on in the gym that they don't want to be a part of. I think everyone's just comfortable talking to one another. Hey, what, what, what weight are you deciding? Or did you get your dubs or what are you planning for this workout? Like, I just, I feel like everyone is just more of like a family. And, and that's not, um, as you're saying, that's not a byproduct of what used to be in any sort of comparison. That's a byproduct of time well spent over the last five years. Yeah. So let's put the two together. Let's talk about what's going on with you and CrossFit Fort Pierce. Um, here you're coaching now. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? Uh, it's an exciting um, move for us. Tony, why Claudia? What what was this move about or this opportunity about? Well, I was sitting back, people watching. I people watch a lot. It's kind of what I'm paid for. And um, I was watching how much energy, energy she had every time she walked in the gym. And I know we used to have the spin class and everything that happened with the downsizing. So I know that instructing was kind of – her passion, helping people to improve on something that she loved. And she, so Claudia has been coming in like two days or two times a day, like almost every day. She'd come in at five, five, six a.m. And then she'll come back with Adam and the twins at night. And every time she still had the same energy in both times of the day. And I was like, well, what better person would I want in front of our people besides someone that is happy to be here and is willing to help people? And so I just, I asked her if there's something she was interested in doing. Um, I know she has a pretty flexible schedule and, and I thought it'd be really nice for our community. And I thought it'd be great for her as an opportunity to get in front of people. And, and it's something I already knew she'd be passionate about again, because of the spinning and wanting to be in front of people. Mm-hmm. So you just can't match that energy. And I think she makes people happy. And I think that's the most important part about coaching. So that's why he asked you, Claudia, why did you say yes? Um, cause I know it was a push out of my comfort zone. Uh, you know, being a coach now means you have to take, take things a little, yeah, different responsibilities, take things a little more serious. I was a little lax coming in like, Oh, this is, you know, but now I just, I really want to work on technique and, and form and educate myself. That way I'm able to make sure our members here are doing things safely and, um, controlled. So what are your goals for the next few weeks and months? I'm studying, you know, just studying some 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 CrossFit uh, techniques and and ways to. So one of the big things I'm I'm focusing on with her is, for her, she wants to know all the technique stuff, but it's all about the communication and make sure that it's not just what to say, it's how to say it and how to make people feel. And so we've been spending a lot of time on that. So the the technique part will come in time. And everything just takes time. There's no real rush to it. But she did sign up for her level one cert. Yes. So I will be certified here in the uh, next two months. That That's great. I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for Jim. Selfishly, I'm excited for me. And I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm selfish. I'm excited for me. But well, I'm excited too. Well, Neil. and I think that, you know, you and Adam both, you know, um, 
I don't want to leave Adam out, but Adam's not here, so it'd be awkward to compliment him behind his back. But but really, the two of you uh, have modeled from the beginning of when I've known you, and I'm assuming it wasn't uh, just that day. This has been part of who you are. Have always um, taken our community seriously, taken these workouts seriously, without ever taking yourselves so seriously that you're um, right. less engaged with the community around you. Matter of fact, that's why I'm most excited that your ability to um, care for this community is um, more important as a priority than, than, than your individual goals. And I think that's honorable and inspiring and um, just a testament to why we love you and why we're excited for the future. Neil, I could not have said that any better about both of them. That was beautifully put. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it, it's easy to say when it's true. So uh, thank you for the time today, and thank you for what you've given to us and what you've committed to giving us in the future. And uh, see, it wasn't that bad, was it? No, no, it wasn't that bad. Thank you so much. My gosh, I love my gym. I love my G-Pool. Seriously, when I wear my CrossFit swag new swag by the way it ain't making a statement about me it's making a statement about my jeeple people that inspire me challenge me entertain me and train with me we got more coming your way in just a few days so make sure you like and subscribe we're not just on apple we're all up in this podcast world on stitcher kitcher podbean google we even got a myspace page y'all we're down with our bad selves time for me to go to contemporary culture school that's all we got be sure to check us out next week in the meantime take good care of each other be safe yes and live well eat good and don't forget to make a little time to be bad